This is the PMP Industry Insider Podcast. You're hearing from Coal March and Triangle Pest Control's Donnie Shelton and PCO Bookkeepers, PCO M&A Specialist, and Turf Books Dan Gordon, as well as some of the biggest players in the pest control and lawn care industries. We're talking about what is changing in the industry and taking you straight to the front lines of what the future holds. If you're ready to grow your pest control or lawn care business, you're in the right place. Hello, everyone. Welcome out to another episode of the PNP Industry Insiders Podcast, where we look at what's changing, what is changing in the industry, and we take you to the front lines to those who are making those changes. And I am just tongue twisting, tying, jacking up stuff in the first 10 seconds. I'm Donnie Shelton, owner of Triangle Pest Control, also CEO of Comarch, a digital marketing and sales services firm for the home services industry who specializes in both pest and lawn. And with me as always is Mr. Dan Gordon. Dan, would you like to say hello? Hello, everyone. And maybe a little <laughs> bit more. I mean, okay, ladies and gentlemen, Dan did say hello. Just want to, okay, anything else you'd like to say? Are you good there? We, we, yeah. You know what? Let's just end it there with, with Dan. Go. <laughs> we, we got a great guest today that I, I'd, rather more, I'd rather focus on him than, than, than our two favorites. <laughs> let's go with all right that. so let me introduce it. yeah so today today we are talking about how to build a rock solid leadership team and i could not be more excited about our guest because i have known him for quite some time and i've watched him build his leadership team and i think uh, i think everyone out there is going to benefit greatly from his experience from his insight and from his wisdom uh, we got brad Leahy. he is the vice president of operations and cfo of blades of green he is a rock star. I'm sure most people already know him without me giving him intro. That man of in need of no introduction. Maybe that's a better way of saying it. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, CFO and VP of operations at Blades of Green. Uh, he's in Maryland. Uh, he joined his brother Mark in Blades of Green 25 years ago after graduating from High Point University, which I may add is right here in North Carolina. So he wasn't too far from where I grew up. Uh, Brad majored in business and finance with a minor in computer information systems. And of course, together, him and his brother, Brad, have grown the business significantly. Um, and, you know, a big part of their growth has been their ability to grow their own leaders. And so with that, Brad, welcome to the podcast. Just want to say hello and introduce yourself a little bit more. Absolutely. Thank you, Donnie and Dan. I'm honored to be in such presence of such geniuses uh, in the industry. Um, <laughs> I was, I, it, there's no one else on this podcast, Dan. Do you know who he's who referencing? Because I don't see. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, uh, happy to be here today. Happy to to discuss our our mistakes uh, as well as our successes. I think we learn the most from our own mistakes. So love to talk about all the things we did wrong uh, first um, to get there. But uh, a little background on us: we're our, we're a lawn and pest control company um, outside of the D.C. market. So we're in Maryland, Northern Virginia. We stretch up to Baltimore, and we service you know organic organic based lawn care as well as uh, pest control and we have a, a full true organic division now servicing three counties with 100 percent uh, organic uh, lawn care uh, which is certainly a, a new thing for us uh, very exciting we're growing new leaders in that field too because they don't exist is what we're finding out so the organics uh, certainly exciting but 
Um, let's see, we are 120 uh, team members right now, somewhere around that range. We should be just shy of 15 million in revenue uh, by the end of this year um, if things continue uh, as they're going right now, which are outstanding. And um, it certainly is a great time to have a strong leadership team when things are booming. Uh, it gives you a great opportunity to build market share and um, and really take advantage of, of good times or when people are spending. So, um, well, we've been in business for over 32 years. I joined my brother. Um, well, I've pretty much always been with him uh, since the age of nine. You know, a lot of people have heard this story. I'll make it real short. Uh, we start, my brother is much, much older. He's not as funny, not as handsome as me, but he is in charge. Um, so he... Uh, <laughs> He started uh, going door to door. Yeah, and, and, and truth be told, I think he's a little sterner than you are. As well. <laughs> he is definitely. Maybe, maybe yeah. a little. Yeah. <laughs> I am definitely the social one and he is the accountability one, uh, without a doubt. Um, he's we always a lot of, yeah. don't, don't sell him short. No, oh, uh, he's, and he's, he's done an outstanding job of putting all this together and he's been doing this since he was, you know, 11 or 12 years old. And I've been there since I was nine years old. So. We've seen a lot of things and um, we've done a lot of things and learned a lot, um, but he's, he certainly has a role. He's an expert technician of, of the, the knowledge of, of lawn care, uh, tree shrub, and he's our expert. When things go wrong, he's the guy that gets the call. So, um, so nobody on. else I can identify wanna, it. So I want to pause it real quick because I think it's really important for our listeners to understand what you just said. So, so first of all, you're in what I, what I consider to be one of the most difficult markets in the country. You're right there in Maryland, right by DC. Housing super cheap, right? As we all know in the DC area. And you know, we you're having to attract people to your business in that kind of market. So there, there's that challenge. Number two, and I think a lot of folks may already be aware of this, but I just want to call it out for the podcast here. You also have quite a bit of regulation going on where you cannot. You talked about organics. Uh, a lot of that's by necessity. So so you you got not only the the benefit of you know really cheap housing just a plethora of employees you also have a nice uh helping of, of government regulation in terms of what you can do and so i just want to say for a moment it's extremely impressive what you guys are doing despite the challenges and so um i just want to bring that out because you know you kind of glossed over that but i think it's an important part of you guys story yeah we certainly are an interesting market um it certainly has the wealth and uh the properties uh, are there uh, but the regulations, we, 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 we don't have preemption laws in Maryland. So each county, each neighborhood, each HOA could make their own rules what they want to do. Um, so it can be very uh, tricky. Um, of course, we're heavily involved in trying to get the right rules out there and have people understand them. But Montgomery County in Maryland has banned almost everything uh, in lawn care, um, pesticide-wise, herbicide-wise. Um, so we've adapted, you know, and that's, it's a testament to our culture. And I can't, you know, I know um, we're going to talk about growing leaders here. Having the right culture is the number one thing without it. Um, you're just going to be spinning wheels for years. And we did that too. So um, it's certainly been hard to hire in this market and we have a lot of union jobs. You know, we have all the big city problems, um, but I'm sure guys in smaller markets wish they had the the opportunities that we have, but at the same time, we have difficulties that come with all those opportunities like hiring. So we have devoted, and one of our outstanding um, leaders that's came to us as a, just as a recruiter kind of hire, and now is in charge of um, team engagement and success. Um, Angela to be an HR manager type for most of you, but we don't like traditional titles here at Blades of Green. So 
she's really in charge of engaging our people and, and making them successful from the beginning. So we have a massive, intensive hiring, recruiting strategy. We have three full-time people. That's all they do to be able to fill enough of the positions that we have. So I know a lot of people have hiring problems. We've all had them. And we just decided a couple of years ago, Donnie and Dan, we all had these problems. We just said, we're just going to invest money until we figure it out. And Hang on. I I want people to understand this too, because I remember when I first met you, I don't know if you remember this, but I do. I, so I met Brad at a real green conference many, many years ago, and he had an employee that worked for him. I'm not going to say her name, but she was highly, um, she was actually really good, very engaged in the business. And I remember you're like, yeah, man, we, we are just, we can't keep anyone. We turned over our entire staff and man, you, you have, turn the ship around big time. I, I guess my point is, I'm not going to say that BOG was a hot mess because I don't know I wasn't there. Um, but I will say this, compared BOG back when you and I first met versus the BOG today, night and day, very clean, very, you know what I mean? Like it just seems like, well, not seems I know, you know, it. you guys, whatever, whatever you've done, it's worked, you know? Yeah, and it's, it, so it's Brad, always we're always one move away from a hot mess, I think, in this industry. So, <laughs> uh, to be honest with you, but yeah, we've 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 had we've always had a natural culture, but we didn't define it. And once we just started defining it and putting our vision, our values, and and our quality standards in place, that just gave us a roadmap, and and it just has grown since we started this process. We all were experiencing these issues, but hiring was the number one thing. And I'm like, I got sick of working with average people that didn't care that much. Um, and it's all about money where we know we can't compete all just on money in this market and in what industry we're in, we got to offer other things, a better place to work, a place to grow. That's really what we sell um, to the new team members coming in is we offer individual growth. We will help train you. We'll help teach you. You, may, you can come here and you know nothing. As long as you have the right attitude, um, here's the path. You can go from technician to CEO. Here's the path. Zero to hero. Zero, Zero to, to hero. hero. I know yeah. somebody read a book called From Technician to CEO, but uh, who was that? Google that, huh? There is a book that says Technician to CEO. Is that uh, Dan Gordon wrote that book? I, probably so. Yeah. Probably so. Brad, <laughs> well, all, I didn't realize we had so many authors on the panel today. Um, yes. <laughs> um, I always got to work that in. I do have a chapter in a book. I'm not as fancy as Donnie and Dan, but I do have a chapter about hiring. Uh, which went over pretty well. So maybe I'll get a whole book deal one day, but um, <laughs> yeah, well, culture, culture let, is king. Let me set uh, you at ease. I don't get asked for my autograph when I go to the store. I'm just telling you that right now. Oh, you don't? No, I don't. I, 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 Dan no, it feels does, good. but, I, but it's I really good when it happens. I'm so. sure it does. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I, I do have a stack of autograph books. Well, you can't, you know, here, you know, right here, I got about a couple uh, left over. So finding your oh, edge, I have a chapter in there. It's called Finding Your Edge. It's available on Amazon if you want to read about uh, some hiring stuff, or you can just call me or email me directly, and I'll, t- I'll do you the short version. So um, hiring has been a challenge, but that's kind of relating to building leaders and building culture. And with that culture, we've developed our own leaders, and we're really proud this year um, to, to announce over almost 20 promotions, internal promotions, from um, what we call our Next Generation Leader Program. So... It's very hard to find people in general, but we could get people that want to, to live in the kind of culture we were offering and, and grow in that. And um, to get them up to leadership, we got to train them. They just don't yeah. come to you 
mm -hmm. um, ready to go. And when some do, we've hired outside people with experience in the industries, and that's it hasn't really worked out for us when we've gone outside the industry um, um, too well. Uh, they they come in with preconceived knowledge of how to do things, and we're like, we don't do it like that here, and we got to retrain them anyway. So in our mind, yeah, the industry people do come in with technical knowledge and a lot of that technical ability that a new person wouldn't have, but it's very hard to untrain uh, bad habits, in my opinion, and uh, we like to start fresh. Can, can we so, just stop there real quick? Because I, I think you're making a very great point, and, and I agree. You know, um, <clears throat> I'm sure you guys already know this, but I'm, I'm a Jim Collins fan, huge fan. And, you know, one of the points he makes in the book is that, you know, internal promote. Hang on. Dan's doing a little theme song there for me on his phone. Go ahead. Go ahead and put it on. I'm talking. Uh, <laughs> it's not Siri. But. Uh, so anyway, it's like an intro. Um, like, that is an intro. So, you know, one of the one of the things he talks about is this whole idea of level five leadership, right? And what it is to be a level five leader. And and the point he made is that, you know, the truly great companies create systems where that's exactly what they're doing is they're growing their own level five leaders. They're not looking, you know, for someone to bring them or, you know, they're not trying to go to the outside. And and so, it, you know, the fact that you're able to do that is it's a huge I think it's a huge way. And I think it's a step in the right direction, you know. Uh and I will point out, yeah, for you guys, this is interesting. I was just thinking about this. The people that I've hired with experience um, or with more experience are the financial people and the marketing people and both of what you guys do, right? Because it's a very technical <laughs> thing that right. you need somebody with experience. You can't home grow in your own account. You can, but it might take 15 years. Um, <laughs> it's just not smart business to bring in uh, bad accounting people or bad marketing people. So uh, we have added uh, outside, somewhat uh, outside people we have of course we use dan services and we use donnie services but um we have our own internal people to, to do the daily day-to-day -day stuff and they got to be on point you can't have mistakes in finance um you can't you just can't no matter what um and uh, of course marketing we just hired a director of marketing outstanding from another service based industry and she is really rocking it right now so i do agree with hiring outside uh, people for those technical, those, those finance mm -hmm. and marketing, and there's some other highly uh, technical thing that you're, you're doing that needs a level of expertise, then that's, I still think that's good. And you can still homegrown people, uh, homegrow people under them. And so we're doing that too, is bring in a high level person, but then add two junior people underneath so we can um, grow them much quicker with someone that knows. So that's, that's we're really excited uh, about the finance and accounting side of things um sorry and uh, marketing this year we've added some awesome people so really exciting so brad what what functional roles do you put leaders in what what are the functional you know finance marketing operation yep. where what 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 are the silos that you um yep you know, that we have or how we divide up uh, the, the the division so we have um um, Danny's our, um, or Danielle is our director of operations, kind of overseeing most of the production side of things as well as helping with some of the office. We have a, we don't use the word sales. We have a solution specialist because we don't sell. We offer solutions that have a price to them. Sales, nobody wants to be a salesman anymore or sales manager. Um, so we have a, I'm going to use common term, but we have a sales manager to drive, uh, you know, our sales. We have a routing manager. A lot of people don't have a routing division um, but because of we have law and pest and organic and different rules and different a different county 
we do have, we have dedicated a separate department to route efficiently as part of our whole thing is our, our, we do monthly billing. Thanks, you know, Donnie introduced us to, to that in the pest control business. We brought it over to the lawn care business. And this monthly billing gives us the ability to route multiple stops no matter what, because the customer doesn't care that they're going to get billed three or $400 because they're not. They're only going to get billed $100 a month. So we've developed our own routing system and we had to put a smart person in charge of that. And that was a homegrown person. He started as a technician, made it up to service manager. But I just noticed he always has these puzzles on his desk. He's a, I was just looking at it. Well, you love puzzles. There's really hard puzzles that get things undone. And, um, and that's what routing is in our industry. In our business is a puzzle, a giant puzzle every day with moving parts that don't fit together. Um, so I saw that. I was like, hey, this guy might be a great guy to, to figure this out. What a great observation. No, that's a wonderful observation. <laughs> you know, and he's done outstanding. Our efficiency, our, our route completion, uh, the, the dollars per day, it's all increased. And we're, we're not going to the same customer's house three times in two weeks. We'll, we'll coordinate it and get it done in one visit if possible. So really speaks to getting the right person in the right seat, right, of, of doing that. And we do a personality test, everybody, we do lots of testing, personality testing, cognitive skills, which is basic like SAT type stuff. And we do a disk profile to help line up. We've made mistakes in the past, putting the wrong type of person in the position. Um, that's the right person in that job and he's done a great job. So um, we have, so we have routing, we have, um, he's also oversees the CSR parts of the CSR. So we also, we have a client experience manager. Uh, we have the director of marketing, director of engagement and success, which is basically HR. Uh, we have a, um, a lawn division manager. Um, and, um, and myself, I kind of oversee everything and my brother. So it's, and, uh, Caitlin is, uh, we call financial analysts who's on her way to be um, like a CEO, CFO type. Um, now we're, we're helping uh, develop her um, as we're, we're transitioning out our current accounting managers retiring. Can't believe it. I've talked her out of it for 10 years in a row, but Kathy's retiring Dan in June. She's been retiring for 10 years. She's going now. <laughs> so I think she's serious this time. So we've, we've luckily we have been home growing our own and have some of an outstanding, um, individual that's put, put herself through um, MBA school, um, business school, and uh, seeing great results there. So we're looking to, to boost uh, her knowledge too. And some of the ways we do that, Donnie um, and Dan, is we have something, it's a great book uh, given to me, um, I think Matt Jessen gave it to me, The Trillionaire Coach, I think Trillionaire Business Coach, something like that, where the whole company has a business coach, not just mm -hmm. the owner, not just the leader. So I had been doing that unknowingly with our business coach, um, outstanding uh, consultant here locally. And she's been with us five, going on six years. So she knows our business inside and out. I, the last couple of years, instituted her into my other manager. So she meets with all of them. She coaches all of us and coaches the team and coaches me. So it's like having this expert level person that really knows your business. Most consultants, you, you call them, they come in for a couple of days, they charge you a couple thousand dollars or whatever it is, and then they're gone. She's been with us at least three or four times a, uh, a month for five years. That's really different. What does she do when she comes in? What, is, what, what, what does a business coach do for the CEO versus the routing manager versus the marketing person and all? Yeah. yeah, so yeah, that's a good point. So we all have our 
what we have a stop a start doing which is we do a start doing stop doing continue doing for each one of us in the company as a leader um, so the stop doing is the stuff you're doing wrong right you get stopped doing that start doing these right things and continue doing these good things too and enhance that so she's working on weaknesses and strengths um, for all those individuals in that group and we were all pretty candid about what we're not good at and what we are good at um, that's part of it, but she also knows, <clears throat> she also helps us put together the the, the three-year business plan, the the one-year plan, the the 60-day plan, if you will. We kind of break it down into those, all the way down to 30 days, and then down into a week. So she's aware of all of these different moving parts and can help advise us on what we need to do. But she's also working on, you know, building those individuals at a very fast pace. Um, because she knows the business, she knows what. I mean, she could she could run a lawn and pest control business at this point. I mean, five what, years. What's her background? What made her an expert? And what do you look for when you bring in a coach? Because there, coaches, there's a million of them out there. Most of them are a dime a dozen. But when you find a really good one, that's when you yeah. Have a good one. So yeah, I went through a bunch before I got to this this particular one. Um, Denise O'Neill, uh, she's part of the Tab Group, which is the alternative board. It's like a Vistage group. So we met that way, again, through a recommendation, um, and uh, we just hit it off. So her background is she ran the entire East Coast for Frito-Lay, so 500 of the uh, delivery trucks, mm -hmm. um, which is exactly what we do, right? We have a route, we sell stuff, we upsell stuff while we're there. It's the same thing. Um, so at a huge scale, though, like the whole, I mean, 500 delivery trucks and plus people and and she worked her way up and um, just just really met on the same lines of she gets it. And I'm also, you know, uh, when we're having a lot of hiring problems, like why why are we not targeting the female population as much as we should? Um, it's just not not out of not doing it, but not being specifically about targeting the, the female population. And I found her and we had a lot of outstanding uh, people here and she just relates to everyone really well. It's great culture fit or EQ. The big problem right now is EQ, emotional quotient. So how you react to people and how they talk, how you talk to them and how you write emails. And you don't know what you're putting off sometimes, but there's a lot of conflict when your EQ doesn't line up. You're not being empathetic enough or you're not listening. So we're big into the soft skills and she is like an expert in it. And she's been working with all of us. Like I'm trying to, you know, I need to be more accountable and and less talkative and listen more and i'm trying to do better that's one of the hey, examples brad can i can i pause you there because there's a couple points that you made that i want to just clarify and expand on and i think it's really important number one and dan kind of alluded to this as well you know if you for whatever reason get canned from your job because you're not doing that and i'm not saying all here so let me be careful and and, and say what i'm getting ready to say here doesn't apply to all um to all consultants, but a lot of times what happens is if they can't find a job, then what happens? They, they become a consult. Yeah, <laughs> meaning they don't make it in industry, and so then they all of a sudden become a consultant. So what you said about you really got to pay attention and pay attention to who you're hiring is 100% correct, right? And so so if there's folks out there listening, it's like, oh, let me go let me go find someone real quick. You want to make sure that you spend a lot of time understanding the background that's the first point because you made that point i just want to clarify make sure everyone yeah, understands. it took that. years to find her now, to find the right the person. second the second point i'll make and i think this is by the way i use a business consultant for both 
Triangle and Comox, the same person, right? And, you know, the fact is they don't do a whole lot for me. But what the one thing they do is now I've got someone that I'm accountable to. Accountable. It is so easy when you're running a business. Hey, no one's over your shoulder. If you miss a date, you know, oh, yeah. Well, it's just because you start, you know, eating your own crap. And what I mean by that is like you start spewing off crap and then you like start believing it. Right. And so it's for me, if anything, the consultant was helpful. And you can do this with peer groups. You don't have to have a consultant. You do it several different ways. But this this whole idea of holding yourself accountable and having some third party that is objective, it could sit back and say, you know what? You're full of crap right now. You know what I mean? You're, you're, you're just you're making excuses. And so that level of accountability, I think, is extremely important. And that's what needs to be in that relationship with that business consultant, because I know for me, I realized early on, I'm like, dude, if I don't get someone in front of me here, this is this is not good. Yeah. yeah. And I 100% agree, Donnie. Uh, our team knows I report, you know, she's monitoring what I'm doing and holding me accountable. So um, it's it's what I need. Not everybody needs it, but I do. Um, and sh she's really good at, you know, documenting. And we have a software we can we keep everything in so I can look in there and, and oh, what did I say? And we can review it. And she definitely holds the accountability, but she also brings a perspective that industry consultants I don't think have all the time. You know, so let me ask you a question. The box. So, so you've got a whole bunch of things on your plate and then you've got this homework assignments from this business coach. Yep. How do you prioritize and do you ever get to a point where she comes in and you say, mm, I don't have my homework, my dog ate it or I, uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 uh, I just been busting my butt all week and I just haven't had time. Like, do, do, or is it an embarrassment? Yeah, it depends on what it is, to be honest with you, because I've definitely, you know, running a business, you run into unknown obstacles and you can't always get stuff done. But she's like, well, sleep less, you know, uh, figure do a way. What? Sleep less. You know? <laughs> or sleep, sleep faster. Sleep faster. Yeah. Sleep faster. Right. Sleep faster. Um, now it's as long as I have a reasonable thing. I did this instead of that. Uh, but I, I really, really try not to. It just, just keeps me motivated and, and on target. Of sometimes I go, look, this was. I thought this was important this month, but here's what's. We got to reprioritize, and that's what's hard for business owners sometimes to prioritize because we want everything done now. Like yesterday, we want it all done right, right. now. And right. we make mistakes. I mean, I, I'm not that way, but I I can see how other people would be that way. Yeah, yeah. Donnie has got to eat dinner at 4:59, or the whole world comes to an end. I right. know. I've been there a couple times. Donnie's got his senior citizen uh, eating habits, and so and if he's not in bed by seven o'clock, then then there's yeah. So, so the nice part is that yeah, she does give homework to everyone, and it could be different. And sometimes we get the same thing, and we work through it. Um, I'm also in a peer group with her too, and she's the, the coach there. So I'm with nine other uh, local companies, all different industries. So I've, I've learned from those. So I know a lot of people, well, how do you educate yourself? How do you keep your, your education up? Well, she helps me by just giving me homework. It's like going to school almost. Um, so, so what are some of these homework assignments? You know, like at some point, you know, you, 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 are they things that are actually part of your business or are they outside of your business? Uh, like yeah, I'll give you an example. Yeah, um, it, it's um, uh, last one. I think it was yesterday, actually. I was talking with her. It's instead of an interview question, 
what are your stay questions for your team members? Because the hiring market is going to get even tougher here. Very, It's already very tough, but it's getting even tougher because everything's booming around here. And she was, you know, hey, what would you ask your team members um, if they're here, like, you know, and come up with a couple of stay questions. Like, hey, is, you know, if you could change one thing about your job. So we just got into this exercise of, um, and I had to read, read an article first about it. Like I had read an article about the, the COVID and the way that COVID's changed the world and the meetings and hiring and all these things that has affected where, where's our company at too. So she'll make me on these five bullet points. Where do you guys sit? Are this a problem for you? Is this trouble? Is this red? Is this danger? Is this, are you good to go here? Or do you need to work on this? It just brings up things you just don't think about of, I'm just thinking about hiring more people. And she's like, wait a minute, how many of your people right now are thinking about leaving? Um, and came up with some some questions, and we worked on like how could we adapt it to fit my business better. So that's one great example. And now, of, what do you do with that, right? So like. So then I'm gonna take it to, to our our HR person. And go, hey, we need to put a little survey out to see because we're we're thinking we're gonna our we had awesome retention in hiring last year, um, somewhere in the 80, 80 plus percent range of retention of team members for lawn care is pretty pretty good, um, and pest. And I'm worried about losing some of the good ones to other people. And we want to know before they're upset what what they think is beneficial to them. So that's yeah, big to me. I spent a lot of money to get them. This is nothing more than like a cancellation strategy, right? Trying to capture customers before they leave, except now it's just pushing it on to employees. Now, one of the things that I want to, I want to make sure we spend some time on and, and we don't have a, I, I, my gosh, Brad, we could talk to you for like five hours, but I want to make sure we get to this on the podcast. You know, when we talk about leadership and we talk about building a leadership team, you know, this is something that's extremely ominous, right? It's almost like it's so broad. It's like, what is leadership, right? People, number one, people don't define it. Number two, it's like, well, what does it even mean? And and I think about, you know, the whole, you guys remember the whole thing from Seven Habits, you know, urgent versus important and, you know, fighting fires versus doing the long-term thing. And and so I think everyone loves the idea of like, yeah, I want great leaders, but when it comes down to doing what leaders do, like picking a vision, having core values, defining it, that's hard stuff to do. It requires thinking. And sometimes I feel like I'm looking at freaking ink blots. What are our values, right? <laughs> and you get in a room and it's like a five hour discussion, right? And then people go. And so my question to you is, you know, when you decided, OK, I have to build a leadership team. There has to be more out of this than just me and Mark. I've got to find a way to scale. Did you start with vision, core values, and culture? Is it something that you realized as you started trying to figure out how to do this? That okay, this is the this is the base set. Kind of talk me through how you did that because I knew for me personally, I love the idea of a leadership team. I love the idea of a of a rock solid leadership team. I will tell you the the boots on the ground hard work of that is being clear as a leader. Like this is my vision. These are our core values that we all agree on. Here's the culture that we're trying to build. That part is, is in my mind, really hard work. Uh, agreed. It's extremely hard. Um, Mark and I are very clear on a few things of, you know, one of our values is loyalty. Um, we're big on loyalty and, and, and honesty. And, um, you know, if we're, if we're building a great team of we take care of our team members, they're going to take care of the clients and they're going to take care of the company. And in turn, we can take care of the community. So it's a nice little circle, but we all, um, 
when it came down to what we had before, when we first started, we we're going to hire people. What do we do? You hire people you know. You hire the vendor you know. You hire people you know to come in. When I'm talking, we were really small, like 600,000 in revenue. You know, really, really small. Up to well, that didn't work, and then that didn't work. You do that a couple of times, and you go, well, what do I really want out of life? What's where 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 do I want to go, and what where I want to be? And that's really hard. And it's where we brought in a consultant to help us establish that. Um, and help set the general guidelines. But when we sat down to do it, we brought the whole team together. We went and we sent people to the Disney Institute to learn because they have quite a culture at Disney, right? Who has, you know, Chick-fil-A has a nice culture, but Disney is a very sustainable culture they have there. If anyone hasn't been amazed when they've been there, I don't, it's a rare thing. So we sent people there and we learned and we studied. We did not just say, okay, guys, here's the vision and the values and where we're going. Here's the general idea of what Mark and I are looking for, but let's do it mm-hmm. together because just force and feeding, here's what we're going to do, is not, it's more troublesome. So we sat down for six months um, every week and just worked on it for a little bit of time, a little hour here, two hours there, and just developed the vision and the values and what we care about to make sure it resonates with everybody, make sure Mark and I aren't crazy, right? Um, which that argument can be made pretty easily. We're all crazy. We're all crazy. <laughs> yeah. So collaboration uh, was key on building it and it just helped it stick. And it, we even revisited every, you know, that was probably three or five, five years ago since our big boom, you know, we've been growing somewhere around 20% per year uh, last 10 years, give or take a little bit slower. Once you get bigger, it's hard to keep growing at 20%, but um, I know others that have done it. So I'm trying to get back up there. The, um, yeah, we we just uh, we just did an exercise. We do a, a a kickoff event every year before we start the big season, and we go through the vision and values. We divided everybody up into teams. Not that we did this through Zoom, okay, during COVID, um, but they went through and we're like, are these still relevant? Give me examples of how we are living these values. Um, and I feel like we're going to have somebody else facilitate that, or do you facilitate? That? So sometimes we'll use that business coach, and this time. Um, we did it ourselves and we broke the managers up into these small groups um, and they were the facilitator for each little group. And then we got back together, just like any of the you know, associated pest meeting or any of the meetings that you do breakouts. We just stole what they did and, and copied it and was very, very sometimes successful. You, sometimes people who work with you don't, it, it's kind of like your kids. They don't listen to you, but if you bring somebody else to, to say the same thing, it, mm-hmm. it has a lot more uh, uh, juice. So uh, yeah. Yes. And and we so we brought in people in the past and we do a, a halftime uh, presentation, too, where we bring in outside speakers and they we, we go back through vision about you will hit on some part of culture. We don't just sit there and talk technical. We rarely talk technical at our big company training meetings. It's all about culture, soft skills, ideas. We get them a chance to participate like that's the number one thing they want an opportunity everybody does whether this work this whole thing about millennials and all that it's nonsense there's there's we have some very hard-working people of all ages and all kinds and all types here it's all nonsense if you have the good i can't say it's all nonsense it's mostly nonsense if you have a right culture that's appealing to them and they'll want to be there and they want to make a difference and you got to give them a chance so we have a thing called the cheetos idea you know, you've heard the flaming hot Cheeto guy that invented it. It's all over the place. We had this years ago because Denise worked at Frito Lay and who was my business coach and knew the guy that came up with the flaming hot Cheeto sauce. You know, uh, which was a janitor and you know the CEO came over and said, "Anybody with a great idea, I'll I'll listen." And he developed the, from janitor to vice president of 
but marketing over there still there now. So we do that here. We say, hey, sky's the limit. What's your idea? And we broke out into groups. And I, part of that stack you guys are talking to me is there, the ideas are in there. And we pull it out, it's like 100 ideas. And we go, okay, is any of these relevant now? Can we use any of these? One of those was expanding our organic-based lawn care. I mean, one of those like flagging properties with flags, actual flags where there's issues, take a picture with the flags on it. So when you let them participate, they have awesome ideas. Um, the idea that you don't want to hear from them is a big mistake and they're not going to stay. So it's not all about money. If you give them an opportunity to, to grow the company and do something, they're all about it. And that's what I've learned. Money helps yeah. too. You got to pay, right? But you got to pay. Right. You got to pay. So, so yeah, that's, that's a big part. And we think everyone's a leader here. We say, look, just, we don't even use the word, we're trying to get rid of the word manager now too. Everyone can be a leader. You don't have to have people under you to be a leader. Just act like a leader, do the right things. Everyone's a leader here. And we're using the word leader again instead of manager uh, soon. Just trying to get rid of that one. So, well, let's, let's go down that road for a moment because obviously you're the leader. You had to set the tone for, okay, this is where we're going to take the boat. We have to learn how to develop people, which really means that you have to get better, right? I mean, oftentimes you find, I mean, for me, I always view myself as kind of the glass ceiling, right? My skills, my ability is absolutely the company will come to me and I'm going to be the thing that either allows us to continue to grow or I'm going to be the one that's going to hold us back. And so talk me through, you know, you obviously had this thought that, hey, I've got to be able to scale. I've got to get a, a leadership team or I've got to develop a leadership team. Number one, how did you come to that idea? And then, you know, how did you go about the process of like, because there's the idea and then there's the follow through and, and developing yourself, really. Um, can you talk through that a little bit? Yeah, yeah, the idea was, well, we knew we would, part of the vision, right, was just to grow. That It wasn't very well defined, but it was just to keep growing. We love growth. Um, and trying to find individuals that could keep up was very difficult because um, we'll push past the, the the sensible growth, you know, level to just keep going, to gain market share and fix it later, kind of a, a thing. But the the real process was about six six years. I just got tired of dealing with the every problem. You can't scale if you got to deal with every problem that's in the business and make every decision. And we we empower our people even down to the front lines, like everybody here has the ability to discount $250 to make something right or give away, do whatever it is to make it right. And that's part of our kind of our core value is just fix, do it, do what's right, even do what's right, not what's easy. You know, a friend of mine right. just gave me that phrase uh, the other day um, that we all know, but uh, he's a firefighter and, you know, he was like, do what's right, not, not what's easy. And that's what they have to do every day. Um, and that just kind of started it. And, uh, so six years, seven years later, you know, through encouragement, I visited a lot of companies that had higher performing teams already. And I go, OK, I like that part of that. Let me let me use that part. I'm not like them, but I want to I want to steal part of this part of that. And I've been all over the country with you guys uh, doing this. I've done it on individual letters. At some point when I saw a high performing team at a company, I was like, I got to have that. I got to have it. I can't keep doing this by myself or my brother and I. And we just set out to find the right people and some of them are internal and some are external. And it's all the difference in the, in the world to be able to go on a vacation, you know, to be able to. Um, <laughs> well, that not to be like, I don't want to go on and just, you know, be so. I mean, because, you know, the, you know how it gets when when you don't have a good leadership team, your life sucks. Everyone from the outside is like, oh, that person's a great look how successful. Look how their business is growing. What they don't know is that 
every day is freaking chaos, blow up, you know, problems. Like who wants to, yeah, who wants to live that life? And so there's that side of it too, right? Hey, hey Brad, question for you, for those who want to get a business coach, two questions actually. Number one, what's the best way to research a business coach so that you get the right business coach? Because we all agree that there's a whole bunch of them out there that probably, uh, um, you know, aren't uh, a, a uh, coaches. And what should somebody budget for a business coach? How much does that cost? Yeah, uh, it's, well, how much does it cost us now? I'm going to hurt, but um, I think uh, we do, we have a, obviously we have a package deal, you know, because we've been doing this for years, but I, I'm pretty sure we're, we're into like the 20, 20,000, 20, 20 plus thousand a year for everybody for that one business coach. Um, I think my portion alone is is fifteen thousand just for me and the and the group. So um, it's but it's reasonable when you start looking at what a day consultant charges. They typically charge you know two thousand and up for one day, right? I'm getting a much better value because I'm not paying for them to fly in to stay here to go to dinner. They they live here. she lives here. You know these business. I would she, say 20, yeah. 20, you 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 uh, made it sound like twenty thousand dollars is a it sounds like a bargain to me. Um, I think at our size, it's a pretty good bargain, you know, but if you're yeah. a one or $2 million company, that would be a significant chunk of change for, for somebody, but you could start lower and just have it for yourself. And a couple hundred bucks an hour is typically what you would find. But to find, I just asked all of everyone I knew, who do you recommend? Who do you recommend? And I went to industry people and, you know, same old, same old. There's some really good ones out there. I just, they're to fly. I just wanted somebody local. That was one of my, I want someone local that understands my business, could see our services, that's familiar with us, that has quick access. So that was part of me. And, um, you know, the money part was tough in the beginning, but now the value is huge. So it's like the money is no big deal at all because you're getting a huge return. And, and the team members love it. It's individualized training for their personal success and growth. And we don't just talk business growth. We're talking personal life growth, too. How can they improve right. their lives? How can they improve their finances, their marriage, their health, their relationships? We get into that stuff too. We get into all that because you can't leave your problems at home all the time. Um, so that's that's part of it. But you bring them to work. I, what's, yeah, you bring them to work. That's what people do. So why ignore it? Why not accept it and try to help them grow not only in business but in in life? And we all have fun when when people buy houses or you know get married or have kids or whatever it is that they want to do. And we can. We have a list of their personal goals if they choose to share it, and we celebrate it. So, again, well, speaking to any generation, gonna, who doesn't like to celebrate a win? All of us. And I, w- I would say if you're under $2 million, you know, one of the best things I ever did when I first started was, and I've said this several times here on the podcast, is I, you know, I, I found a, a guy in the industry, and he was kind of my coach, you know what I mean, until I outgrew kind of what he was doing. And so that's another good way if you're – I, I mean, for me personally, I have folks that ask us what we're doing and we're not, you know, we're not some huge company. But I mean, the fact is, is that I was very much blessed in the fact that there was a lot of folks who were willing to help me along the way. And so if you're not quite at the level that you can afford a business coach yet, find someone in the industry, start asking questions, you know, make good friendships and relationships. And then as you continue to get larger, and obviously, then you can move up to kind of what what Brad's talking about. And I think There's even now, a lot of those people out yeah. there, 
Yeah, so the, the the first thing I did now that I think back, thanks for reminding me on that, Donnie, is each the, the MPMA and the um, National Association of Landscape Professionals, I think it's called. Uh, sorry, I should know that. Um, they both have mentorship programs or one's called the Trailblazer and one's like just a mentorship. Um, and they assigned me um, in the pest control world. It's all free. It's like I went after all the free sources first, you know, everything because mm -hmm. we didn't have a lot of money. I networked at Real Green and we all kind of met each other and we just visited other. I got the best advice from business owners, but that's they can't meet with me every week for an hour. You know, they're, right. they're you know, they can't do that, but they could visit for a couple hours one day a, a year. So, you know, we've um, I use those free services at the national. I'm a member. I pay those fees. So, I mean, I might as well get the benefit. And I got assigned, uh, you know, Matt Nixon from American Pest. Um, who is you know, a well-known pest control guy. And um, I, I mean, he was right here in my market. And he's like, I, I was like, we're going to be competitors. And he's like, I don't care. I just want you to do it the right way. That that just set the tone right away when I started meeting higher level people of, it's not all about them and trying to be greedy. It's like really teaching and growing people. And that's what I'm about. And, and I just, you know, have met some great individuals, but when you need that one-on-one -on -one, uh, time, industry people have a good start, um, I don't know. I just I'm always wanting to do something different. It's probably one of my weaknesses. Um, so so no, knowing that we have a business that uh, has to do mostly the same thing every day, so you can't change everything. But knowing what you know now, is there anything you do differently earlier than you did in terms of building a leadership team, or you think you're on the right path? Or? I think when we first started trying to hire managers, I would say not leaders. We were trying to hire managers, people just to take tasks away, customer service, billing, these things, instead of really trying to hire. And we should have defined from day one what our vision values and our, or what's our direction, where are we going? Um, we should have done that very early on, um, and we didn't. We did it, you know, 20 years too late almost. Because <laughs> yeah. we were just... Doers, and right? you're so you you're so unique in that, Brad. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, no one else does it that way, right? Yeah, so, everyone does it right you, up front. If, if you talk to ten uh, business owners and you say, "What's your vision? What's your?" and a lot of them are, well, it's to make a lot of money, right? But nobody wants to. That that's not your that you you're not going to sell. I'm not going to get people to follow me when I say I want to make a lot of money, right? So th there's got to be other like a higher calling, you know. So, yeah, and then to summarize ours, it's about growth. Grow the individual and that'll grow the team. That's it. Grow the individual, yep. grow the team. Whether it's me as an individual, as somebody brand new off the street, whether it's our customers, community, that's simple. It's a lot more words to it, but that's, that's the gist of it. Somebody wrote a book called Grow. Yeah, Grow. Oh, yeah, I only got halfway through it. I think it's holding yeah, up this desk right now. Yeah, that's yeah. Cool, wobbly. Oh, it's kind of holding my door open over there. <laughs> yeah. So I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Uh, if you have questions about how to go about, you know, identifying values, defining your vision, what you do, I, I'm, that book, BE, Beyond, Beyond Entrepreneurship 2.0 from Jim Collins, is a wonderful resource. He has an entire chapter dedicated to this process, um, and, and he talks about how essential it is if you want to build you know, a rock solid company. And so highly recommend that to our listeners. Uh, you know, if you've not read that, I think it's chapter four that he covers that. But anyway, great, great resource. So, well, the, the Disney Institute where we went, they have a course just for kind of developing your culture and things. And we, we love that one. 
um, yeah. as well. So a little bit more pricey than buying a book. I could tell you that. So. <laughs> well, it's probably like most things, right? There's probably 8 billion ways to get there. The fact is you just got to make it a priority and commit to it and, and you'll find the way. So, um, well, Brad, it has been awesome and wonderful time has absolutely flown with you on here like i said i think we could probably talk to you for five hours and more but i just want to say thank you very much i think this has been very helpful it has been i love doing these because i always learn especially when we talk to great guests such as yourself dan any parting thoughts before we close out no it, it's just uh it you know we've been working with uh, brad and mark for a long time and watched them from the beginning and uh the, the progress is unbelievable unbelievable so Absolutely, yes. Well, I, I, I appreciate agree. it, guys. You guys have helped us immensely, uh, personally and uh, business-wise. So glad to be a part of the uh, the team here. It's awesome. Thanks for the opportunity Thank to you. talk today. Thank yeah. you. Well, that brings us to the end of another episode of the PMP Industry Insiders Podcast. If you like this episode, please rate and review us on uh, Apple or Spotify, however you consume the podcast, and please pass along to others that you think can benefit from that. And with that, I'm going to close out. And until next time, we'll see you all next time. Take care now. Thank you. See ya. Bye-bye now.